How you doing? This is your host, Mike, for Working Class Thoughts. Today's episode is going to be on Tupac Shakur, which so happens to be one of my favorite actors, uh, rappers, and writers as well. So Tupac was born in East Harlem, which is a section of Manhattan in New York City. His birth name was Lassane Parrish Crooks. The following year, he was renamed after Tupac Amor II, which was the 18th century Peruvian revolutionary who was executed after leading an indigenous uprising, uprising against the Spanish rule. Both his parents were active members of the Black Panther Party in New York. In the late 1960s and early 1970s, Tupac was born a month after his mother was acquitted of more than 150 charges of conspiracy against the United States government and New York landmarks in the New York uh, Panther 21 trial. Many people in Tupac's life were involved with the Black Liberation Army. Some were actually convicted of serial, uh, serious criminal offenses and imprisoned, including his mother. His godfather, um, Elver Geronimo uh, Pratt, a high-ranking member of the Black Panthers, had been convicted of murdering a school teacher during the 1968 robbery, although his sentence was later overturned. His stepfather, Matulu Shakur, spent four years at large on the FBI's 10 most wanted fugitive list beginning in 1982. Matulu was wanted for having helped his friend, Asata Shakur, also known as jo- Joanne Kizamarad, uh, who was Tupac's godmother, uh, to escape from a penitentiary in New Jersey in 1979. Matulu was caught in 1986 and eventually convicted and sentenced to prison for the 1981 robbery of a Brinks armored truck, during which two police officers and a guard were killed. Tupac's older stepbrother is Mopreem Shakur, who also performed and was in many of his early recordings. And later. So, in 1986, the family moved from New York to Baltimore, Maryland. After completing his second year at Paul Lawrence Dunbar High School, Shakur transferred to the Baltimore School for the Arts. There, he studied acting, poetry, jazz, and ballet. He performed in Shakespeare and numerous Shakespeare's plays and even landed a role as the Mouse King in the ballet The Nutcracker. Uh, Shakur went with his friend Donna, Mai, uh, Donna, a.k.a. Mouse, which her uh, real name is Donna Smith, as his uh, beatbox. And they won many rap comp- competitions and was considered to be the best rapper in his school. Um, he was remembered as one of the most popular kids in the school because of his sense of humor and superior rapping skills and ability to mix with all crowds. Tupac developed a close relationship with Jada Pinkett, uh, later, Jada Pinkett, who is later to be known as Jada Pinkett Smith when she married Will Smith, that lasted until his actual dying days. Tupac even stated Jada is the is his heart she will be my best friend for my whole life pinkett smith has also stated he is my best friend he was like my brother um it was beyond friendship for us 
she continued to state that the type of relationship they had, you only get that once in a lifetime. During his time and the art school, Shapur, uh, Shakur became affiliated with the Baltimore Young Communist League in the uh, USA. He began dating the daughter of the director of the local chapter of the Communist Party. So now we're going to move on a little bit, okay? But I do find that very interesting. Because you got to understand the philosophy that he was coming from even before that happened. And this is in his younger years, so I want you to keep that in mind. So anyways, upon moving to California, in 1988, Shakur and his family moved from Baltimore to Marion City, California, a small suburban community located five miles north of San Francisco. He attended Tamalapas um, High School in nearby Mill Valley. Shakur focused um, mainly in the school's drama department. Tupac began attending the poetry classes at Lilia Steinberg in 1989. She organized a concert uh, with Shakur's group strictly dope it set him up as a radio and backup dancer for digital underground in 1980 although tupac did not really blow up until the 1990s he actually started his career in baltimore in 1987 under his alias mc new york in november 1991 shakur releases debut solo album two apocalypse now Songs on the albums such as Trapped and Brenda's Got a Baby, he gained numerous controversy for these. Don Royal criticized the album after a Texas youth defense attorney claimed he was influenced by the album and its theme of police brutality before shooting a state trooper. Shakur stated he felt like he was misunderstood. He farther stated... I started out saying I am down for the young black male, you know, and that's going to be my thing. Shakur went on to state, I just wanted to rap about things that affected young black males. When I said that, I did not know I was going to tie myself down just to take um, all the blunts and hits for all the young black males to be the media's kicking posts for young black males. I just figured since I lived that life, I could do that. I could rap about that, about my life. His second album, Strictly for My Niggas, was released in February 1993. It ended up debuting debuting at number 24 on the Billboard 200 in the late 1993. Shakur formed the group Thug Life with a number of his friends, including... Big Sky, Tyrese Hems, Macadocious Dyron Rivers, his stepbrother, Mapreem Shakur, and a rated R, a.k.a. Walter Burns. The, the group released their own album, Thug Life, Volume 1, on September 26, 1994. The album went gold. The album featured the single, Pour Out a Little Liquor, and produced by Johnny J. Jackson, who went on to produce a large part of Shakur's album, All Eyes on Me.
the group usually performed their concerts without Tupac Shakur himself. It originally it was originally released by Shakur's label, Out of the Gutter Records. Um, though Amur Entertainment has gained rights to it as a result of criticism of gangster rap at the time, the original version of the album was scrapped and re-recorded with many of the original version of the album. Uh, recorded, re-recorded with many songs being cut from it. Interscope Records felt many songs were too controversial to release. Shakur's third album, Me Against the World, was released in March of 1995. It was very well received. Many called it magnum opus of his career. It is considered one of his greatest and most inter influential hip-hop albums of all time. It also received Best Rap Album in the 1996 Soul Train Music Awards. All Eyes on Me was the fourth studio album by Tupac, which was recorded in October 1995 and released on February 13, 1996 by Death Row Records and, was, and Interscope Records. It was certified three times platinum after just two months of being released in April of 1996 and nine times platinum by 1998. It was the second album by Tupac to hit number one on both the Billboard 200 and the top R&B hip-hop album charts. It sold 566,000 copies in the first week of its release and was charted in the top 100 for one week sound scan sales since 1991. By the end of 1996, the album has sold 5 million copies. Shakur won the award for favorite rap and hip-hop artists at the second annual American Music Awards. The Don Kilamati, The Seven Day Theory, Shakur's fifth and final studio album, and was released under his new stage name, Machiavelli. The album was completely finished in a total of seven days during the month of August in 1996. So, I want you to think about the volume of work that Tupac was just doing. And keep in mind that this wasn't including all of the albums, because we're going to get into that in um, just a little bit, all right? Because he was doing stuff. I'll, I'll just put it like this. I see one interview that Snoop Dogg did where Snoop said that uh, Tupac basically just lived in his studio. Just completely lived in there. Basically, he just had a couch. He would wake up, smoke, go work out, play some b-ball, smoke again, and then just hit the mic nonstop. Okay, I mean, I can go farther, but I'm not because I got to cover a lot of research material uh, for this episode. All right, so other ventures. In October of 1995, Shakur was released from prison after serving nine months of a sentence for sexual assault and formed a new group called Outlaws Immortals. Shakur signed to Death Row. On February 13, 1996, Shakur released his fourth solo album, All Eyes on Me. This double album was his first and second of his three album commitment to death row records it sold more than 19 million copies 
Shakur continued his recordings despite increasing problems at Death Row Records as a label. <coughs> he produced hundreds of tracks during his time at Death Row, most which would be released after his death. <coughs> Still I Rise, Until the End of Time, Better Days, Loyal to the Game, and Pox Life he also began the process of recording an album, One Nation, with the New York-based boot camp, Click, and their label, Duck Down Records, on June 4th, 1996. He and Outlaws released the diss track, Hit em Up, a seething lyrical assault on the Notorious B.I.G. He attacked Bad Boy Street Cred, Shakur was convinced that members associated with Bad Boys had known about the 1994 attack on him due to their behavior the night and the information that his sources gave to him. Shakur blamed Jenny Henchman, an associate of Bad Boys CEO Sean Combs, uh, planning the attack. Shakur aligned himself with such night Death Row CEO who already disliked Sean Combs over a 1995 incident at the Platinum Club in Atlanta, Georgia. This incident helped in the death of Jake Robles, the friend and bodyguard of Sudge Knight. Sudge was positive of Sean Combs' involvement in it. Uh, collaborating Buckshot claimed in 2015 that Shakur defended him against Sudge Knight, who insisted that the East Coast rapper could not come with him to Las Vegas on the grounds of ongoing feud between West Coast and East Coast. During a August 15, 1996 appearance at the Brotherhood uh, Crusade Rally, which featured several artists discussing the importance of voting, Shakur compared album sales to registered voters in the United States and the influence himself and other artists had over the election based on loyal fan base and album sales. So we're going to look at Tupac's group, The Outlaws. When Tupac recorded Hit Em Up, he, re he recruited three members from the former group, Drama Coddle, uh, Shakur, with the three New Jersey rappers and associates, formed the Outlaws. When Shakur was released from prison, he signed to death row. He recruited stepbrother Mopreme Shakur in Big Sky from Thug Life, Hussein Fatal in Napoleon, Edi Amin, and Castro, Yaki Gaddafi, Gaddafi, sorry, and Storm, the only female outlaw, were also added they formed the Outlaws Immortals, the uh, which they de debuted on All Eyes on Me. They later took out the Immortals part of their name after Shakur and Yaki Gaddafi. They stayed Outlaws. Young Noble was later added. He was featured on Shakur's second death row release, The Dog Kilimati, The Seven Day Theory. It was also on this album the Outlaws gained more recognition among the rap community as a whole. So when Shakur formed the Outlaws, he gave each of them a name of a uh, dictator, military, military leader, or enemy of America in general. 
Yaki Gaddafi after Libyan leader Muammar Gaddafi, Hussein Fatal after Iraqi President Saddam Hussein, Mussolini, formerly Big Sky, after Italian fascist dictator Benito Mussolini, Kamani, uh, Shakur's stepbrother, Moprim Shakur, after Iranian Islamic revolutionary leader, Radala Atala Khamenei, Castro, after Cuba, uh, Cuban communist revolutionary leader, Fidel Castro, Idi Amin, after Ugandan, Ugandan president and dictator, Idi Amin, Napoleon, after French military strategist and leader, Napoleon Bonaparte, Shakur Machiavelli, from Renaissance Italian philosopher and political theorist Niccolo Machiavelli. He mentioned Machiavelli records a few times before his death. So, earlier when I stated the um, acting career that he had, so we're going to look at some notable acting. He was, he was actually in Nothing But Trouble, which was released in 1991. Juice, which was released in 1992. Poetic Justice, which was released in 1993. Above the Rim, which was released in 1994. Bullet, which was released in 1996. Gridlock, which was released in 1997. Uh, gang related, which was released in 1997 as well. So we're going to look at some Shakur's music and philosophy are rooted in many American, African American, and world entities, including the Black, uh, the Black Panther Party, Black nationalism, egalitarianism, and liberty. Shakur's love of theater and Shakespeare's also influenced his rap work. Shakur understood the Shakespearean philosophy of inner gang wars and interculture conflict. He often compared street gangs to uh, Shakespeare wars. Uh, so we're going to look at so Shakur had enjoyed and had been influenced by the work of contemporary English and Irish pop musicians as a teenager, such as Kate Bush, uh, Culture Club, and uh, Sonadin O'Connor, and U2. So some of his personal life and beliefs. Shakur never professed to follow any particular religion. Some songs suggest his belief in some kind of God. He believed in karma, but rejected a literal afterlife and organized religion. Shakur had several family members who were members of the Black Panther Party. Shakur publicly spoke out against interracial marriage. In an interview with Source, uh, Source Magazine in 1994, he later retracted these comments, however. Shakur married Keisha Morris Shakur in 1995. The marriage ended in March of 1996. Shakur's father... Billy Garland says Shakur's anger developed from being misunderstood. He particularly reacted when people questioned his commitment to the black community and the West Coast in general. Shakur's favorite color was actually green. You can actually see him wearing that quite often if you look. 
1991, Shakur filed a $10 million lawsuit or civil lawsuit against the Oakland Police Department, alleging that the police brutality beat him for jaywalking. Shakur did win $43,000 in that settlement money. His lawyer took most of it, however, for his legal cost. In August 22, 1992, in Marion County, after an outdoor performance, he stayed for hours after signing autographs and taking pics. There was an altercation, a gun legally registered to Tupac. Tupac dropped it during the altercation. One of the members of his entourage picked it up, and a bullet was discharged and struck a six-year-old boy in the forehead. The case was later dropped. In 1995, a wrongful death lawsuit was brought against Tupac by the parents. It was dropped when Shakur agreed to pay 300000 through 500000 to the parents. On April 5, 1993, Shakur was charged with one count of felonious assault. He was accused of attacking rapper uh, Chancing Juan from the group MAD with or MAD with a baseball bat at a concert at a Michigan State University. In the early 1994, Shakur uh, was found guilty of assault. Alan Hughes, co-director of Minister Society, um, he served 15 days in jail for that assault against him. In November of 1993, Shakur and others were charged with sexual assault on a woman in a hotel room. Shakur denied all these charges. Shakur stated um, he had previous relations uh, days earlier with the with this woman, which were actual consensual. The woman even stated in court she performed oral sex on Shakur, then stated the assault took place on the second visit to Shakur's hotel room, alleging Shakur and his entourage raped her. Shakur was convicted of first degree sexual abuse and acquitted of weapons and sodomy charges. Shakur got one and a half to four and a half years in prison. In October 1995, Shakur's assault case was on appeal. Because of his considerable legal fees, he could not raise the $1.4 million bail. After serving nine months, Sudge Knight posted the bail. Pending Shakur... Uh, pending Shakur's appeal at the convention in exchange for Shakur releasing three albums under the Death Row recording label. On April 5th, 1996, a judge sentenced Shakur to serve 120 days in jail for violating the terms of his release on bail. On the night of November 30th, 1994, the day before his verdict in a sexual abuse trial, was to be announced, <clears throat> Shakur was robbed and shot five times by three men in the lobby of Quad Recording Studios in Manhattan, New York. Three, hour, three hours after his surgery for his wounds, Shakur checked out of the hospital the day after he entered the courthouse in a wheelchair and a verdict hearing for his sexual abuse trial. He was found guilty of three counts of molestation and found not guilty of six other charges, including sodomy. 
stemming from his 1993 arrest. Shakur began serving his prison sentence on sexual assault charges at Clinton Correctional Facility. On February 14, 1995, he released Me Against the World, Me Against the World while he was in prison. Shakur became the first artist to have an album number one on the Billboard 200 and stayed at the top for four straight weeks. The album sold 240,000 copies in just four weeks or in just his first week of release. On the night on the night of September 7th, 1996, Shakur was in Las Vegas, Nevada to celebrate his business uh, his business partnership or his business partner Tracy Donnell Robinson's birthday. He attended the Bruce Seldon versus Mike Tyson boxing match with Sudge Knight at the main at the MGM Grand. While leaving the fight, one of the Knight's associates spotted Orlando Anderson, aka Baby Lane, a Crip gang member from Copton, California. Keep in mind earlier that year, Anderson and other Crip members robbed a member of Death Row Records at a footlocker in LA. Knight's associates told Shakur about it. Then the fight broke out. After the brawl, Shakur went with Knight to Death Row, uh, Death Row-owned Club 662. At 11 through 11.05, they were stopped by Las Vegas Metro Bicycle Cop for playing the car stereo too loud and not having a license plate. Um, they were found, the license plate was found, the Knight was released without being ticketed. At 11.15 p.m., they were stopped at a light. A white four-door late-model Cadillac pulled to the right of Shakur's side. They started shooting. Shakur was hit four times and twice in the chest, once in the arm and once in the thigh. One bullet went into Shakur's right leg. Knight was struck in the head by a bullet fragmentation. According to an interview with Gobi, the shooters called Death Row and threatened Shakur. Um, threat and threatened Shakur. They called the um, Death Row. Then called the Las Vegas Police Department, and the Las Vegas uh, Police Department was rumored to state that they were understaffed. And that afternoon, as September thirteenth, nineteen ninety six, Shakur died from internal bleeding, pronounced dead at four o three p.m. Shakur's body was cremated the very next day. Some of his ashes were um, reportedly later mixed with marijuana and smoked by members of the outlaws because this is one of uh, Tupac's actual wishes. He actually rapped about it in songs, actually, and wrote about it as well and spoke about it. It's something that he was actually wanting to be done. Although his mother stated that she would have never allowed anything like to happen. I've heard that they did it without her knowing. Neither here nor there. We're going to get into that later as well. So, before I start this, um, I'm going to cut this episode short. We still have research material uh, to get through, as a matter of fact. Uh, But the next episode is going to be based on this research material that we just heard and um, this little bit of research material I have left. So, I'm going to go ahead and cut this one short and then we're going to redo this one, okay? Stay tuned for the next one.